yet another thankful Thursday we get. Oh, how glorious. How special, how unique that we get to open our eyes for this day. My name is Rico. I am your host. I am your new friend. I am your accountability buddy. And you've landed to the Growthology Podcast. If you don't know what Growthology is, we are simply a space for people who want to grow as individuals, but you get a community backing of your goals, your dreams, your visions, and you have people who are here to hold you accountable to doing the thing that you want to do. I'm here to help you challenge your mind. I'm here to help you grow the status that is you. This is a personal and intimate setting between you and me. So thank you for being here. Go ahead and give us a follow on Instagram, underscore growthology. Go ahead and subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcasts, whether that be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else. And let's get into the seventh episode, which is going to be about entering your discomfort zone. What does a discomfort zone look like? And what type of action steps can you make today to get you closer to where you want to be tomorrow? Episode 7. Let's get it. How many times has somebody told you that you need to step out of your comfort zone in order to achieve a goal? They're telling you to leave a space that you find comfort in to achieve a vision, dream, or goal that it is that you are trying to accomplish. I don't know about you, but whenever I think about leaving something, I correlate it with quitting. If I leave my job, you're quitting your job. If you leave your girlfriend, you're not only quitting on her, but you're quitting on the relationship together. If you leave X, Y, and Z, you're a quitter. I had a poster growing up in my room, and it was my motto, I guess. You know, when you, when you grow up, you don't really think about what's your motto or what, what do you go by as far as, you know, your life intentions. But I've always had this poster, and it said, never, never, never give up. So let me tell you a story. My whole life, I've played sports. This is a little insight on, on Rico. My whole life, I played sports. Now, I went through soccer, basketball, baseball. I went through tennis. I played football. I did track for a little bit. Needless to say, I think I could tell you confidently that I was pretty mediocre at sports. I was never the best. I always worked hard, but it just didn't come very naturally until I picked up a guitar. And whenever I started fumbling and fiddling around, it was so much more enjoyable, and I loved the process and learning that was music. So I quit football my sophomore year during spring ball, and I remember telling my coach that I picked up a guitar, and I absolutely love it, and this is what I'm going to do. This is the hobbier the love that I have more than I do for football or sports. And I remember him telling me, out of anybody, I didn't expect you to quit. 
but I hope to buy your album one day. Now, music is something that makes me happy. I love playing music, I love singing music, and I enjoy dancing to it. It's on my personal bucket list to write and produce and make an album one day, but that's not my life calling. What I want you to observe about this story is the fact that he identified me and I identified myself as a quitter when I left football. My junior year, I ended up taking a piano course. I ended up investing in an acoustic guitar and I learned how to sing in my room. My senior year, I ended up becoming on varsity choir, partially because I was a senior, but also because I was one of the few tenors that could sing. And I took music theory to hopefully get a better grasp on what music even is. Music class, as far as piano, was playing Wonderwall and Mad World over and over, and music theory was basically just band and orchestra kids who were just on a completely different level that I couldn't keep up. So I just tabbed out anything that I learned in class and tried to get by with a C. What I'm trying to tell you is that for the longest time, I identified myself as somebody who quit football until I shifted my perspective and my purpose and why behind quitting. And I realized that I didn't quit at all. You moved on. When you leave something, you're not quitting. Not every time. But it could also be you moving on from something. So correlating this to whatever it is that you are trying to achieve in your life, whether it be short-term or long-term, you need to understand that your discomfort zone and your comfort zone are spaces that are welcoming. And you aren't looked at as a quitter for leaving or entering a space that is either familiar or new. This, is, this was mind-blowing for me because I, this huge weight was lifted off of my shoulder because I felt like this quitter. And I felt like this person that wasn't me. I had this mantra put and stapled onto my wall in my room that I saw every day to never, never, never give up. And I was quitting football. I was quitting sports, basically. My whole life I had played sports. But I knew immediately that when I picked up a guitar that I loved and wanted to play music. Had I picked it up when I was a kid, who knows where I'd be today. But I do know that I had to make a choice. And I chose to leave something that I viewed as a comfort zone, that being a space of sports and going into a space that I was completely unfamiliar with, but I knew it felt right to me. And I encourage you to do the same thing no matter where you are in your life right now, and no matter where it is that you want to go next. And know that it's not bad to leave. It's an okay thing. But what's not okay is looking at what you have, peering over to your left or peering over to your right, and saying, I want what they have. And you leave your comfort zone to step into a realm that's someone else's comfort zone only to discover it was nothing you wanted in the first place. You've heard it. The grass is greener on the other side. You and I both know that that's a load of crap. 
And why do we know that that is a load of crap? Because it's you keeping up with the Joneses. You're looking at your neighbor's yard thinking that they have a luscious, green, gorgeous yard. Go ahead. Hop the fence. Jump over. Go to that grass. Check it out. Because I guarantee you what you're going to find are ant piles sitting in the corner, big ones. You're going to notice that the grass is really dry. Matter of fact, there's fungus underneath. This, this yard isn't very well maintained at all. It's not even green from the grass. It's green because from a distance I thought was grass is actually weeds. The yard isn't clean and put together and nice. It, it, it's nothing that I want in a yard at all. From a distance, it looked like something that I wanted until I went ahead and hopped my fence, and then you start to realize really quick, I miss my yard. You jumped fence only to land in someone else's desires and their dreams and their way of maintaining and upholding that dream. Because that's what your grass and your property, it's you. You are that. So, no, the grass is not greener on the other side. You need to understand two things. Your grass is for you to maintain. So if you're looking at other people's yards and comparing yourself and keeping up with the Joneses, you need to understand that you have to fertilize your yard. You have to cut your yard every single week and create that consistency. You have to pull out your weeds. You have to trim your hedges. You have to trim your tree so it doesn't encroach on your property. But, but, but Rico, it's okay. I'll just hire somebody to do it for me. There's people in services who do that all the time. Well, guess what? This is, like I said, your property. This is a correlation to your life, to your desires, to your dreams, to your vision. Nobody can do your job, your dream, your vision for you. Only you can do that. So you can't hire anybody. You have to put in the work. And that's your discomfort zone. Your work includes routines and schedules and habits. Your work includes the vision that you have and a process that you want to execute with. There's going to be so much discomfort when you're cutting the grass at a Wednesday on 2.30 p.m. in August. And you realize that the edge of the yard has some dry spots and now you have to water a little bit longer. Maybe you have to adjust your sprinkler cycle, right? These are things that are being incorporated throughout your life. Whenever it's your house and your space and your dream that you are working on, it's okay to put in a little bit of extra time to water the lawn or to put in a little bit of extra time to go ahead and get nicer stones and, and, and make things look the way that you want them to look. The grass may seem greener on the other side, but it's your job to make your grass the way that you want it to look. It could be turf grass for all you know, and we all know what turf grass is. It's fake. It's not real. That's not how I'm going to do my yard. My yard is going to be a real thing that I put work in, that I gave gorgeous flowers, that I put in beautiful shrubbery, that I trimmed and, and made look nice and pretty for myself because it was a choice that I made and it was hard work that I put into. This is my story. This is my life. This is my path. 
There's no reason why somebody should tell you, you know, I really think that you should go ahead and take out your front two trees. It will make your house look a lot nicer. Well, little do they know that you have an oxygen deficiency and you having all the trees and plants in your house makes you breathe better. Fuck them. It's your world, it's your dream, and it's you who has the choice to do the thing that you want to do. Now, I want to give you two things to take away from this, and then I'm going to give you a perspective on entering your discomfort atmosphere. If you're writing this stuff down, two things to know about discomfort. One, it is atmospheric. Your discomfort is atmospheric. Two, your discomfort is what guides you to your goals, like gravity. If you think about your comfort zone as a planet, and we can call this planet A, and that's where you're at right now. That's your daily. What you want to achieve, whether it be your promotion, maybe you want to go into the next stage of your relationship. Maybe you have a quota that you want to attain in your workspace. Whatever it is, that's planet B. And in order to get from planet A to planet B, you need to load up that rocket ship and get the fuck off of the planet to get to the next one. But you need to understand that when you leave planet A to get to planet B, that descent into what you and I know as space, that's your discomfort zone. There is a threshold where our world starts to go into the next. When you are in your rocket and you are descending, that rocket ship is shaking, it's going crazy, there's all kinds of turbulence going around, you feel like the world is gonna end around you because you are leaving the atmosphere and going into a place where there is no gravity. That, my friend, is called atmospheric turbulence. That's what I like to call it. That is when you are leaving your comfort zone, your comfort planet, you are going through atmospheric turbulence to enter that which is discomfort, your gravity. Now, when you're there and you're in that gravity and you're in that space, you're floating along. All you have to do is little constant corrections. You're just pushing air out on either side of your vessel, which is you, the rocket ship. And you're just constant correction, constant correction, because your discomfort zone that space, that black matter that you are floating through, that's your routine. That's your schedule. That's your habits. It's the stuff that requires the hard work. But it's also the exact thing that will get you to planet B, where your goals and where your dreams lie. The good thing is there's so many more planets that lie ahead. Get comfortable with understanding how you manage the atmospheric turbulence. How do you react whenever shit gets hard? Because whenever you are working towards something, there is going to be this moment. It's almost an oh shit moment. At least that's what it is for me. When I go... This is a lot. This is a reality. The things that I have done, all the actions that I have created are literally manifested now. 
They're not manifesting. They have become a reality. And I know it's because of my choices. And I know it's because of my actions. And I know it's because of bringing things from a realm that is not real, that being what is in between my ears, and bringing it to this real world that you and I get to see, hear, listen, taste, and touch every single day. So when I get that oh shit moment, that's when I realize I'm entering my atmospheric turbulence because everything is getting shaken, rocked, pushed back and forth, and I feel like I'm completely out of control. And in a way, you kind of are because you're leaving something that you know so well to go into this black realm of nothingness that you only know what lies past. I know that behind this big black ball of matter is my goal and my dream. I want to give you a little bit of a peace of mind when it comes to entering your discomfort zone and seeing how inviting this is because your discomfort zone, the atmosphere, it harbors a few things. And some of the things that it harbors are bad, but some of the things that it harbors are good. Some of this being, like I said, your hard work, the long hours, the consistency, but it carries with it this exuberant vibration of assurance, of reward. And most importantly, the biggest reason that we're here, growth. Everyone talks about stepping out of your discomfort zone. You know that when you leave your discomfort zone that you're going to get better in some form or fashion and come out a better man or woman. That's what your discomfort holds for you, that assurance that I did it. I worked so hard. It's whenever you're putting in the extra training to make that competition, to run that half marathon, to go and do your first open mic, to go out to your playoffs for the first time, or maybe it's your first football game in your entire life, your first volleyball game that you ever get to participate as a server. Whatever it is that you are putting in your effort to do, understand that you're going to be so rewarded at the end because you went through that atmospheric turbulence, came up on the other side in the discomfort, worked your ass off, and then got exactly what you wanted. And that was landing on planet B or C or D. Whoever you are, whatever chapter in life you're in, so let's say you're in chapter 20 right now, and you're on planet B, and you want to get to planet C, by the time you land to chapter 25, you'll be there. But chapter 21, 22, 23, and 24, that's all going to be harbored within that discomfort atmosphere. Understand that. You're growing in the process of your journey. So when you land, and you will land, you come out a stronger, bigger, better version of you. But Rico, what if I don't land? What if I crash? Well, first of all, I don't think that Elon Musk shoots his rockets up into space in anticipation of them crashing at the end. Neither should your goals or you not reaching them or you reaching them. If you have a goal in mind, 
In your head, you need to already make the decision that you've landed. In your head, you need to make the decision that you've already attained it. It's something that you, in your mind, have already reached and you have already worked towards it. You know that you have to get there. You know what it takes to get there. You just got to do it. You have to fly. You have to take off. You have to go through the turbulence. You have to go through the discomfort. And then you land it. And there is this slight peace of mind in the fact that you ended up in a new comfort zone. It's kind of this balance of a happy medium. I think the Japanese or the Orient lifestyle is a gorgeous showcase of this continuous balance in life of things that you need and don't need. The yin and yang is gorgeous in my opinion because it's a constant representation of dark and good and good and dark. When you are traveling in this space that is a plethora of habits that can be good or bad, of a schedule that can make or break you, or a routine that can easily take you on or off your course of success, understand that there is always, always, always a balance. So although you're traveling through space in this unknown, vast void of nothingness, you do know that when you land, it's going to be something that you've not only wanted, but it's going to be a whole space that you get to learn and become newly comfortable with. There's nothing wrong with a comfort zone, as long as you're not there for too long. You need to know when it is okay to be in and to begin to leave that which is comfort. And I had a conversation about this the other day with a friend, and, and he told me, he said, you know, Rico, I think of comfort the same as I think of complacency. When you get complacent and you keep doing the same thing over and over and over and you stop getting results at all, you know, I think that's a sign that says you need to go ahead and start searching for your next planet. You need to start packing and getting yourself prepared to exit this atmosphere and know that this is the next chapter because you got really comfortable, you got really complacent. You were the top salesman at your job, but now you're number 10. Or you've just been doing it the same way that you, you know, you became successful and you hit this certain amount of number, but now you always hit that number and you don't get any better. And this happens time and time again with people in sales. This happens time and time again with people, even in spaces like service, like a teacher. How often do teachers gain these tenure or these professors that gain these tenure and this passion that they had for the kids and for teaching and actually being an educator diminishes and then they just kind of fall into this routine and they play this societal role of, yeah, you know, you get this done, you study for this, you take this exam and then, you know, the next batch rolls in the next year you realize that you're complacent and that's when people get stuck. That's where you can get stuck. I don't want you to get stuck. I want you to get to where you want to go. That's what this is. This is for me to help you get to where you want to go. Don't you understand that your effort is going to get you to where you want to be? 
Don't you understand that by choosing and making a choice to go through atmospheric turbulence and to go through this, this difficult and, and, and awful feeling situation that is so short term, it's going to bring you so much long term personal life success. And however you want to define that success. And I don't mean monetarily having nice houses and nice cars. I'm talking about being surrounded with people who love you consistently. I'm talking about consistently loving on people whether you know them or not. I'm talking about having this energy that is completely pouring out of your nose, eyes, and ears and dripping onto everybody else around you and saying, I want what that guy or what that girl has because you have it. You have that thing inside of you. I'm here to tell you that you can achieve them by doing things like this, by having an inviting mindset towards your discomfort, having an ideology towards how you view the things that make you feel not good, uncomfortable, weird, tummy turning, butterfly filled. If your stomach isn't filled with butterflies when your next chapter in life appears, then you might not be making the right next step. If you do not, I'm going to repeat that. because If you do not have butterflies in your stomach, if you don't feel that churning that, oh man, I, but I don't know, it's that uneasy, it's like you're about to get on a roller coaster type of feeling, you should feel that way when you're about to go into your next chapter of life. Because if you don't, then you're going into the wrong next chapter because you're still in your damn comfort zone. You're still in that place of complacency. The two things I told you, discomfort is atmospheric, meaning it's not a destination like your comfort zone in a way is. Planet A to planet B. And number two, it's what guides you to your goals, just like gravity. So when you're in your discomfort zone, that's going to guide you to get you to where you want to go. Don't you understand? Because if you don't, you do now because your boy, your host, your accountability buddy, Rico, is here to help portray this for you. Whew. This has been a lot for me. It, it, it really has been. You know, this is, I, I try to pour a lot of what I experience and what I feel into this. And when it comes to growthology, it's becoming this entity that is everything that I've ever wanted. And it's one of those things where you're faced with a commitment choice to say, hey, man, either you're going to make this happen or you're not. Either you're going to go through some atmospheric turbulence now or it's going to get really challenging to a point where you might not even get a chance. Next rocket ship next planet to get to but the planet is always going to be there your dreams are always going to be there your vision is always going to be there i am here as a personal testimony to tell you that when you go through the hard stuff it is 10 times more rewarding than giving up and saying let me try it again later because you're not going to it's when you're 50 and you're looking back and saying, I think now's a good time to finally do that thing that I wanted to do when I was 20. You have your whole 20s to go ahead and fail forward. And if you're listening to this in your 30s and 40s and 50s and that going afterwards, 
be somebody to tell the people underneath you and to tell yourself that you can still do the damn thing. Be a leader by example in the fact that I am somebody who is going out and chasing my dreams and I preach it and I love it and I pour it out onto everybody all the time. You need to be that person with whatever it is that you want to be in the way that you do it. It's never too late. It's never too late. But the earlier that you can catch on and that you can go ahead and execute and create the action, you have a lot more of long-term happiness. There's no retirement. Your life is a retirement. We get afraid that discomfort is a scary thing. When you see its value and its importance, you begin to see it's quite inviting. It's quite a place that makes you say, gosh, I can't wait to get there. Your eagerness behind getting comfortable with being uncomfortable starts to change. And when you start being comfortable with being uncomfortable, that comfort zone, you start to really realize, <laughs> here we go. Are you ready for this? It's all of the planets. It's the galaxy. <laughs> Oh, boy. I love using these types of um, correlations or analogies because I'm a very visual person. And I, I was trying to explain this to my friend, and I decided to just start drawing it out. And the more that I started drawing this, this picture that I had in my head of how I wanted to explain the difference between your comfort and discomfort zone and leaving and entering that, I thought about these planets and, and the gravity and, and these meteors and showers and stars being representations of your habits and schedules and routines, right? But I guess it, I love, and this is, this is where we learn to grow together, right? I'm, I'm no guru. I will tell you this time and time again. I'm no guru. I'm learning with you. I am a student of life with you. We're all in the same classroom. So talking this out, I really do get to see that in the grand scheme of things, our galaxy, our whole universe is that beautiful, balanced yin and yang of comfort and discomfort. It's your goals and you attaining them and your goals and you attaining them and you traveling to try to attain them. Sadly and unfortunately enough, we know that not all rocket ships land. Some burst into flames. Some crash and burn, and a lot of people are hurt and affected. These are realities. But you can't go living this life thinking that you're going to be safe and sound the whole time. Because you're not. And when you know for sure that shit's going to happen, and shit's going to get bad at some point or another, I think it's a good idea to continuously work and be surrounded around that that makes you happy, that that is good to you, and things that you love and are passionate about, because when the shit gets bad, at least you're in a space of love, happiness, and contentment, or at least in the strive of that. Make sure it's aligned with you, my friend, and not somebody else. The grass isn't greener on the other side because you just need to fertilize your grass. You need to water your grass. By observing somebody else's grass, thinking that it's greener, there's always deception. You will always 
be deceived. So go ahead and work on your lawn. Go ahead and work on your yard. And if you're thinking in your mind, I don't even have a yard. I don't even have a lawn. Then that's your planet. That's your chapter. Go into your atmospheric turbulence to start in achieving the fact that you get to cut your grass and water your lawn. And eventually, you start to upgrade, right? That's always the goal. And then eventually, you start having acres upon acres. You have a whole damn compound. Yeah, then maybe, you know, you need to start figuring out ways to better manage and maintain and, and uphold your yard. Maybe that's when you need to consider hiring somebody to do your yard for you, right? <laughs> but that's the tricky part. These are, like I said before, your personal dreams and goals. You can't have a big-ass house and want your landscaping done a certain way because you know, you want the red bushes over here, the purple ones over here, and the white ones over there. And you wanted them in this shape and formation. And, you know, you get very specific with the way that you want your dreams, your goals, and your visions. And they should be very specific. Nobody knows how to achieve or nobody knows the proper way to get to your goal. You don't even know the proper way to get to your goal. But the one thing that you have that others don't is your goal. It is that clarity. It is that crystal clear thought of this is what I want. This is what it looks like. This is what it smells like. This is what it tastes like. This is what it feels like. When I close my eyes, my heart beats faster because I think about it. Sometimes I start to tear up because I think about it. Sometimes I get scared because I think about it. These are your goals, and nobody can feel that fear. Nobody can feel those tears. Nobody can feel that content and happiness and joy that you think about when you've achieved and accomplished it, but you. Only you know. So how can you expect somebody to do your yard, cut your hedges, and plant your roses the way that you want if you otherwise just paint this massively detailed picture of your goal, but you can't do that? No matter how hard you try, no matter how many journals you have filled, no matter how many podcasts, video recordings, songs you write, people you talk to, poems, you name it, you'll never be able to fully get it onto this, this, this canvas because it's in your head, so sharp, so detailed. And even when you do try your damnedest, you're going to keep adding to it. You're going to keep adding to it. And when that picture is finished at the end of your life, you're going to see such a glorious piece of art that they're not going to know those extra four and a half hours you put on just doing that top left corner. They're not going to know the months upon months that you worked on just getting the gleam in the eye proper. That's you. So when you look at your picture at the end of your life, and you look at your vision and your dream that you no longer have, because it's no longer a dream when you're at the end, you lived it all. What's it going to look like? Is your picture going to look like somebody else's? Or is it going to look like yours? Only you know your vision. Only you know your planet A, B, C, and D. 
We are here to learn, to grow together. I am here to push you out of your comfort zone and stand with open arms an inviting smile, looking you right in your eyes and saying, hey, welcome to discomfort. It's like pushing you into a pool, only knowing that somebody's inside of the pool ready to catch you. I have your back. I'm here to hold you to be the best version of you because I'm here to hold me to be the best version of me. And I know that if I can work through understanding how I can best succeed in my areas that I know that I'm thriving and how I can best work on the areas that I think need, you know, a little bit more finesse, then I'm going to share it with you. And we're going to learn to grow together. Today we went over entering your discomfort zone. This is a topic that I'm very passionate about because this is all incorporated with a speech that I'm currently putting together that I'm going to be using a lot in the future. So give me your feedback. Let me know what you think about atmospheric turbulence and the fact of your planet A and planet B being destinations and the discomfort being your space in the middle. I want to know what your thoughts are behind the things that I'm sharing with you. Let me know on Instagram, underscore growthology. Be a part of our community because we would be happy to have you, my friend. Today, we not only went over what identifying your discomfort zone looks like, but we talked about how you can get there. We talked about some things that involve your mindset and your thought process behind getting from destination A to destination B. Your habits, your routines, and your schedules are the action steps that you have in regards to entering your discomfort zone. Know whether or not you need to be leaving the atmosphere right now, today. Identify it. You know in your heart of heart it's that little voice. So listen to that little voice. Do that thing that you've always wanted to do and know that you have people like me and a community like us supporting you.